The following program is intended for mature audiences. Warmest aloha, sir. Holly, do you too? He's so Holly, he doesn't even know he's Holly. I'm tempted to say Menehune. Like Hawaiian leprechauns. <laughs> or chipmunks something. What's wrong with that turtle? He has lung problems because he smoked too much turtle weed, which is bad for you, right, Ola? Hawaii has a big future. I, I, I want to become a part of it. I know every angel these islands. I'm like a good tourist guy. What we're about to say.
sight of you Wanna know the girl behind the self-portrait that's you true, Ooh, yeah The real picture of you, the real picture of you, yeah Put these games on the side, oh, 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 yeah, yeah Talk about the things that you like, yeah, yeah, oh, Find a way through, to the you Feel the girl inside of you Put these games on the side and watch the sunset tonight Talk about the things that you like, girl Talk about the things that we like, that we like How's it and welcome to Living the Aloha Life, podcasting Pono in the 808. I'm the Paul Man. And I'm Dr. Aloha. And we just came into Jordan T, Sunset Tonight. We're going to be covering musician Jordan T this week, so if you enjoy his music, please download it from SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and iHeart. Mahalos. <laughs> All right, so no news today, so that's exciting. Yay! Nothing horrible happening in the world. <laughs> Well, at least in Hawaii. Well. <laughs> at least in Hawaii. <laughs> okay, there we go. But we're not talking about outside Hawaii, so. Uh, today we're going to be talking about traveling solo to Hawaii. More and more people have been asking about it, and we've been seeing it in the tour business. And the situation with that is we can't take those solo travelers right now anymore. Well, but, you mean you can't take them on tour. Yeah, we can't take them on tour right now because it's just not financially sound to be going out with one person at a lower price right now. So we have a two-person minimum. So it, in some ways, it is harder to do things like that when you're a solo traveler right now. And I went through it. I've traveled to Hawaii solo before. Yeah, and yeah. And I've experienced all of this. <laughs> so will we talk about any of that? Uh, during the, uh, yeah, a little during bit. The, okay, okay. So if you ever want to talk about your solo experience, then you're more welcome to bring it up. Yeah. Okay. So there are many benefits of solo travel. Uh, including that it's liberating and allows you to be solely in charge of your experience. However, there's also some downsides to solo travel. Uh, there are more risks and more issues we may need to navigate. As solo travelers, we need to remain alert and do our research beforehand since we can't rely on uh, a travel companion to do it for us. And unfortunately, women travel solo need to be extremely cautious as well. Unfortunately. I mean, it's the unfortunate truth. I wish that would change, but yeah. it's just reality. Yep, yep. Uh, many people wonder if Hawaii is safe for solo travel. As with most uh, travel destinations, Hawaii is safe as long as you take precautions and uh, you know are careful. It's uh, important to always be aware of your surroundings and to trust your instincts no matter, you know, where you're traveling. You know, Hawaii is just not the only spot. Right. Uh, in general, Hawaii uh, is a safe place with a very low crime rate, but nowhere is free of crime and Hawaii has high levels of petty theft. 
You may also witness minor incidents late at night after people have been partying, for example. <laughs> Especially in Waikiki. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, un unfortunately, it's something that they don't talk about in Hawaii, but we have a high missing persons rate. I believe we're between number three and five of missing persons in the United States. And, yeah, really high sex trafficking Sex trafficking. Rate. So that's something a lot of people don't know, but we're so isolated. And, unfortunately, that's... Uh, yes. reality here too i think one of the most important things out of all this stuff we're going to talk about just because we're going to talk about just solo travel in general and about hawaii as well but i think it's going to be the fact that some parents and i've had them on tour where they've sent their 19 year olds to hawaii on their own i don't believe that's a safe thing to do for your 19 year old did you just recently have some yes girls? two 19 year olds yeah. yes now and they were from australia which is fine but what I'm saying is the prime age is anywhere between 10 and 20 years old to be taken. For trafficking? For trafficking. So just know that if you are going coming out to Hawaii and you're sending out your daughter, or, you know, pro probably not your son as much, but still being a young, young boy is maybe not as smart either. But if you're sending your daughter out there, especially solo travel, like 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, that's not the best idea especially getting off and on at the airport is an area where they may be looking for those types of people it's so scary it is scary happens. yeah it is scary so that's the only thing but if you're an older woman like 30 or 40 an don't older worry about woman it like 30 oh my god weed <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> they're I'm only the, going for those young ones i'm in the clear <laughs> okay we're all in the clear uh. so Okay, so let's begin uh, with discussing uh, solo travel in general. We're not going to be specific to Hawaii. We'll start with the most common mistakes when uh, traveling solo. Then we'll discuss tips to prepare for solo travel, uh, followed by discussion of solo travel tips to consider once you reach your travel destination. And uh, then we'll finish off the discussion with tips specific to traveling solo to Hawaii. For all these topics, we'll point out, you know, which tips are more pertinent, pertinent yeah, for Hawaii, uh, for women to follow when traveling solo. So you bring up that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. You want to start it off? Sure. So we're going to start with the most common mistakes when traveling solo. So again, right. this is not specific to Hawaii in any way. This is just in general, but we'll bring up Hawaii here and there in these yeah. tips. So number one, being unprepared. You don't have anyone to fall back on if anything happens. It's always a good idea to take a first aid kit stocked with pain medication, disinfectant, bandages with you when you're heading to an unknown area. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm wondering if people are going to do these things. So here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, that's crazy. Remember. We would. Like, we do this stuff when we go, like, hiking. hiking. We prepare ourselves. But some people don't prepare like this. No, I mean, especially when you're going on vacation, you don't think about this yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, you should. And here's the thing. When you're alone, you need to be more prepared. Y yes. Because, like you just said you just don't have anybody to fall back on right and you don't know like i mean if you're injured and you can't make your own way to long drugs to get what you need you should have it i agree <laughs> so anyway um and some of this stuff we're going to talk about here might be more pertinent to traveling to other countries i mean hawaii is part of the usa but it doesn't still feel like good, it it's still a good idea to consider this stuff so also, copies of your important documents can be really helpful if anything were to happen to the originals. I mean, heaven yes. forbid you lose your ID or something, you I know? know? Right. 
Make sure to have emergency phone numbers programmed into your phone. That's important and that's something most people don't think about. But if you're by yourself and you can't ask a friend for help. Seconds seconds are vital. Seconds yeah, are vital, exactly. believe it or not, if in you, an emergency. If you don't have somebody with you to ask for help or to see that you need help, then you need to have those emergency numbers. I agree. Sometimes a little bit of extra cash just in case. Now, you don't want to be bringing a ton of cash with you. That's not a good idea either, necessarily. That's true. That makes you a target. But you want to have a little extra cash just in case. And then consider things like vitamin C tablets in case you start to get sick or electrolyte. Vitamin D. Yeah, vitamin anything. D is a good one. Electrolyte packets in case you get dehydrated, hungover, food poisoning, or altitude sickness from hiking or something like that. It's true. All that stuff is true. Yep. You want to yeah. take the next one? Uh, yeah. Arriving at a new destination at night. Wandering around with a lot of luggage looking lost can make you an easy target. It is best to avoid flights landing late at night altogether and to instead pick ones that fly by night and that will see you arriving at your destination early in the morning uh, once the sun is already up. All right, so next, getting too friendly with new acquaintances. So being in a new place with different customs or culture makes it hard to assess the situation accurately and to read a person. So be cautious and always stay in a public place when you're in the company of an unfamiliar person. Now, this um, when you first hear it, you're like, oh yeah, this is probably more applicable to a different country where people speak a different language and the culture is super different. Yeah. But you know what? This happens here in the United States too. And I'm just going to share a quick story. Um, my cousin and her husband mm -hmm. have a beach house in Ocean City, Maryland. And, you know, when we were in our 20s or whatever, we would go like... You know, I think every Memorial Day weekend or whatever, I think, or maybe it was in the summer. Mm -hmm. I can't remember, but we would always go and just stay there. And there was this hotel a couple doors down from their beach house. Well, it turns out there, while we were there, there was this horrible story that went down. Um, there were two tourists. There were a couple, a young couple, um, probably our age in their 20s um, at that time. And they made some friends on the beach and it was another couple invited them up to the hotel room to have some drinks because they just kind of like, you know, got along yeah. and hit it off. And so they were having drinks up in the hotel room. Well, that couple uh, murdered them, mugged them, threw their bodies in the dumpster. This is a horrible story. This is Ocean City, Maryland, a couple doors down from my cousin's beach house. And <sighs> this happened while we were there in Ocean City. So this kind of stuff happens. You can't just trust strangers blindly, unfortunately. There's a lot of amazing people in this world, but you have to be cautious. That's a horrible story. I know. <laughs> no, it is. That's going to scare wanted, people now. No, so, I just want to yeah. just convey that stuff How long ago happens. was this? Well, I was in my 20s, so okay, it was so a, long a long time, time ago. Time ago. <laughs> well, I mean, there's still kids being murdered today. So I, that just happened over at that college dorms. Those four kids were just murdered while they were sleeping. But I know that has nothing to do with solo travel, but and it, just it happened happens. In Mexico. Things can happen. Yeah. Yeah, so things can happen. But I'm, I'm also going to say something positive here. Yes. Is that in Hawaii is is one of those places where don't be afraid to talk to strangers because uh, I've been and lived in a lot of states. I've been a lot of places. Hawaii is just a different place yeah. than other states. And the Aloha spirit does exist here. And the local people are wonderful. They will sit and talk to you and just shoot the shit with you. And try not to feel nervous about that because of like stories we just told you. Because when I came here, when I was a kid, 
was just being solo everywhere I went. I, I hiked solo. I did everything solo, which I learned from my mistakes yeah, on that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, we, we may talk about that later, but I met and talked to everybody. I was, like, so happy to be yeah. here. And everybody talked talk to me, told me about where to go, what to, what to do, and things like that. And I didn't feel any negativity in that sometimes you just gotta go with your gut on things so remember these mistakes are solo travel in general not specific to hawaii that we're going over right now yes yes but when we get to the end and we talk about the tips specific to hawaii i actually have in there talking talking about that and meeting people okay so yeah but see you also have to you also do have to be cautious because Sometimes people will sit there and groom you to find out who you are, where you're from, are you traveling alone in Hawaii, and then they'll take you. So the truth is, so unfortunately, you've got to be careful on both sides. There are still bad people in Hawaii, yeah. but it's not as it's nothing compared it's to the not other as places. Prevalent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, not researching the local customs and culture, uh, doing some research on your destination before you leave, and finding out about the local dress and customs will help you to blend in and not risk offending anyone. So again, this is in general, not Hawaii specific. Dress in Hawaii is casual, it's whatever. Um, anything goes. I mean, look, all the women wear thong bathing suits to the beach, like anything goes. It's not conservative, but in some places like Europe, especially in Italy, if you wanna to go to a mosque and you have your shoulders showing skin or something, they won't let you in. And that's something I experienced um, when I was in Italy with my friends, like mm. we had to, they had to give us something to cover up our shoulders because we were wearing tank tops because it was hot yeah and so it's just something to keep in mind depending where you're traveling well other than not having a top on you should be okay in hawaii because that's what i'm saying that's anything what they used goes to, they used to just wear grass skirts here in hawaii yeah. at one time until you know the christians came and then they said oh you gotta put some you gotta put some coconuts on up there you know but other than that no, women, totally. were, women walk men, men and women were pretty much naked now the men still today in hawaiian you know dress their butt cheeks are sticking out. They only have a little loincloth. The loincloth, Right yeah. over the pee-pee. That's yep. it. I know. And they have a thong. <laughs> so men wear thongs here. And yeah. they have a just a loincloth in front. So I when, mean, the yeah. thongs are super popular in Europe, too, for men, too, right? Hey. <laughs> you know, you see a lot of men here like that, and the women love that. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it's just pretty much here in Hawaii. Anything goes. Cool. Yeah, anything yeah, goes pretty much. It's yeah. really laid back. Yeah. Um, okay, so another mistake, not doing further research before you go on your trip. So before you travel, read up on things like the weather, natural disasters, bad areas, current political climate or any possible unrest, any scams, anything that's helpful to know. You should just look into that beforehand and yeah, understand it might be really different depending where you're traveling. It could that's even so feel crazy. like a different nobody's, world. Nobody's doing this. I mean, I don't know if anyone says, oh, I'm going to Hawaii. And then oh, you no, start looking up these things. This isn't specific to Hawaii. No, I know. But yeah. what I'm saying, I'm bringing it into Hawaii as well. Because yeah. it's crazy, but you should be paying attention, very close attention in Hawaii to the weather, the, weather, the current, the high tide. What natural disasters could currently, like if you come in summer here, that's hurricane season. Are the volcanoes erupting on the big island? What is going on? There's so many things you should be looking up while you're here in Hawaii. Nobody even thinks about Nobody that. Nobody even thinks about it's any true. of this stuff. It's true. tsunamis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and the scams. There's so many scams here, too. So We've just, talked about that. Just renting a property, you know? But anyways, yeah, if you came here as a solo traveler and you're renting a property, you could be scammed before you even get here. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to look into all those things. Uh, not immersing yourself in the destination before arriving. 
This means taking the time to read accounts of other solo travelers who have already been to the location you'll be traveling to. Also watch YouTube videos of the locations to get a real feel for it. This will get you excited and alert you to anything you should know about be wary of or anything. As a solo female traveler, it's best to ask other solo female travelers about their experiences visiting a location. So one thing that's, this is this is great. Yeah, this is great stuff. And one thing that's really important, if you are a woman traveling solo, <clears throat> that last sentence, just reach not necessarily reach out, but like research other women's experiences who traveled solo because there's a lot of women who travel solo out there oh, who yeah. will blog about yes. it or they'll vlog about it videos or whatever and you can find all of that yeah so solo female blogs of travelers yeah. you can find plenty of it just look at what they've learned what they've gone through their suggestions i nobody does any of this i guarantee <laughs> you as a solo traveler you ain't doing shit do this stuff it's going to be a godsend for you trust me um but we're gonna have a lot of good tips here so okay so let's take a quick break and we'll be back and uh we'll finish off solo travel mistakes i guess okay all right hey how's it and welcome to the aloha life podcast you're listening to us because we have great patrons who have joined our patreon page and have become members of the podcast by supporting and donating to our show without our patrons like you we wouldn't be on the air so if you enjoy the podcast and want to hear more shows every week please do take a moment to join us and become a patron of our podcast at patreon.com forward slash living the aloha life and thank you so much for your support. All right, we are back. Am I doing this one or? It's me. Okay. All right, so next up, becoming too intoxicated. So obviously having a good time is important, but when you're alone, you're solo, being too intoxicated while you're alone in an unfamiliar location is one of the biggest solo traveling mistakes mm. you can make because it can be downright dangerous. It can make you an easy target for unscrupulous people, and un it's unfortunate, but it's true. Did you have you? Is there anything about roofies in here? I didn't put anything about roofies, but I mean, let's talk about that real quick because it goes perfect be with this one. Yeah, it could go with this one because you know if you know if you have a guy buying you drinks or something at the bar, it could be a woman too. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, just be, you know, make sure that bartender is giving you directly that drink, you know, and, and just make sure you see where that drink is coming from. Yeah. Because you don't know that somebody could put slip something in your drink and that happens all the time, especially in really, don't. really busy bars. Like if you, let's say a half hour in someone, a guy's buying you drinks and then he gets two drinks and comes to you with the drinks. Totally. Probably don't want to take that. And another, that's so true. And another tip is if you have to use a restroom and say you have like one of those martini glasses, that's really hard to carry without spilling. Yeah. Don't ever leave it with somebody and ask them to watch your drink yeah, while you go to the bathroom. You just can't trust people. You so have to carry your world. drink with you. Yeah. I mean, it's happen. Roofies happen all the time and it's so unfortunate and really scary. And if you're alone, that's even more scary. Yeah, I mean, if you're a solo traveler, I don't know how much time you're going to be spending in bars anyways. I mean, are you trying to pick somebody up? I have no well, idea what your plan meet, is. If you want to meet people, it's a great place to possibly meet people. I you just guess. Don't, you don't want to get too intoxicated. You're putting yourself in a bad situation, I think, when you do this. So maybe, I don't know. I guess you could do it, but we just be careful. We have more ideas of how to meet people oh. later, so <laughs> <Okay>. don't worry. <laughs> Not having a safety net, even though you're traveling alone and are free to choose your own schedule, this is there is no reason to not let anyone know your traveling plans. Uh, there are multiple ways to do this. Tell someone at the hotel where you're headed, or if in a VBRO, leave a message in your room or with the landlord so someone can come to your assistance should anything go wrong. Sharing your itinerary with a trusted person will give them an idea of where to look for you should you not arrive at your destination. 
Yeah, and one of the reasons that this is so important is, I mean, of course, you can also share your itinerary with your family and your friends back home, but um, just somebody local to where you are should also maybe know if you're a solo travel traveler for safety reasons. Like, look at the Kalalau disappearances. We recently read an article about that. Do you remember? No. Uh, okay, so it was um, it was going back over like a span of 20 years, I believe, but it was talking about all of the hikers who hiked Kalalau solo and just never came back. They just disappeared. Mm, that yeah. a, that'd be a good place to disappear. Maybe they, they wanted to disappear. No, I mean, I but think they know, were killed. You know what I mean, though? Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't say killed. They probably died. Uh, okay, either yeah. they fell off or they got lost or something or what? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you want to like disappear, you know, if you want to vanish... And no. get a new identity i'd I'd probably do something like that. I'm being honest, <laughs> no, I mean, you sure. could disappear there I would probably <laughs> struggle to stay alive there, but yes, you could well, you'd say you're going on the hike, but then you would just take a plane and go somewhere else and oh, just disappear okay. off gotcha. the face of the earth gotcha. but okay. uh yeah, um when it uh comes to Hawaii, I believe you can call like the Hawaii travel oh what the hell is it called the Hawaii, Hawaii Tourism. Tra- Tourism authority. Yeah for solo travelers and leave information with them and if something was to happen or they weren't to hear from you or something like that they would you know send somebody out or, or i don't know exactly how the fuck it works but you know what i'm talking about i had no idea about that but okay but i know there's something they do for solo travelers here yeah so, so google yeah. it look into it if you're planning to travel yeah solo. and also the hawaii tourism authority also like if you lose your credit cards you lose your license you lose your um passport they'll help you with things like that as well Cool. That's great. Yeah. I just don't know the number for them off the top of my head. Yeah. You can look it up. All right. All right. So going too solo is a mistake as well. And what does that mean? Well, being by yourself can open you up to far more opportunities to be social and meet other people that you might have when traveling with a friend. So being on your own can also make you far more perceptive of the local culture and accessible and interested in meeting people that you would never get to meet in your regular life. So if meeting up with others is on your to-do list, make a point of finding tour groups that specifically cater to solo travelers or local friendship groups that welcome new people. So that way it'll kind of dispel the myth that you might be alone and an easy target and it's a good safe way of meeting new people while you travel solo all right all right not checking in with family even though the thought of being carefree and not having to check in with anyone at any given time may have been one of the reasons that drew you to solo travel in the first place your family and friends at home should know your travel itinerary keeping your family aware of movement i.e dates uh, you are island hopping or changing hotels and any changes in your schedule can only make your travel experience more stress-free as you won't have to constantly deflect worries, uh, calls, and messages from family members that have begun to imagine the worst after not hearing from you for a couple of days. It can also be a benefit to keep them updated on your travel plans as should anything not go according to plan, you will have others to help out in a tricky situation. Uh, posting travel pics while being safe and smart with your posts on social media will help your loved ones from worrying if they haven't heard from you. 
So that's a thing, um, you know, <laughs> your loved ones, when they know you're traveling by yourself solo, they're going to worry a lot more about you than if you were traveling with a companion. And if you're not constantly in touch with them, letting them know you're okay, you know, that can become an issue. Um, it's unfortunate because I'm sure one of the big draws of solo traveling is not having to worry about other people and just doing what you want. Yeah, it's just about getting away from everybody and just being on your own. It's that free feeling, but you got to let other people know what's going on because this, I mean, you know what happens. People disappear and then people are never found. And if you leave a trace or a track, if something was to happen to you, they'll find you quicker. Yeah, for sure. You just got to be safe about this. Yeah. All right, so the next one, this is kind of probably more relevant to other countries for vacationing. For moving, it might be applicable to Hawaii for sure, but it's being overwhelmed by culture shock. Most travelers experience culture shock to varying degrees when arriving in an unfamiliar place. You can feel disoriented, it can feel intense at times, but you have nobody to share that with um, because you're solo, so you have to figure out how to overcome it without letting the strangeness get the best of you. <laughs> so um, try to realize what you're experiencing is culture shock. and. Um, yeah, if you just accept the new culture, it'll be easier to adapt to it. Um, try to inform yourself as much as you can about your new environment, and that'll give you some insight and understanding into the customs, the culture, the behavior. Um, it'll make it easier to adapt. So specifically, if you're traveling to Hawaii, there's some things you can do besides researching the culture, which of course is important, but mm. learn a few key phrases in Hawaiian. Um, I mean, English is obviously the main language spoken here, but if you make the effort to learn a few phrases in Hawaiian, people might really appreciate that. However, please do not try to speak in pidgin because that will yeah. not be appreciated yeah. at all. So have I noticed a lot of times on... Um our tours, which is honestly not as much, thank God. I go to pick up people, and they literally have all Aloha gear on. Oh, yeah. And they're holding their... they're excited. They're holding their ABC bags. Yeah. <laughs> and they're packing all their stuff in their ABC bags. <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, I'm bringing these people around the island. <laughs> and the whole idea with our tours is you don't, you want to fit in. You don't want to look like you're vacationing here or traveling here. The whole idea is to become part of the aina, you know, part of the land. Mm -hmm. And I think, for, especially for solo travelers, you want to look like perhaps either you're living there, you've moved there, and you've been there for a while, and you look like you belong. Mm -hmm. You know, wearing, you know, aloha gear and socks and sneakers on the beach and uh, ABC bags is not going to, you could become a target. Yeah, so for those of you who have not been to Hawaii yet, ABC is like the huge tourist in store Waikiki. in Waikiki. So if Everybody you're carrying goes an ABC bag, it's basically just like an alert that you're a tourist. Right, exactly. Yeah. And if you're wearing an Aloha, believe it or not, here in Hawaii, yeah, we wear Aloha shirts. And by the way, it's called Aloha shirts. It's not called Hawaiian shirts yeah. like they do in the mainland. It's an Aloha shirt. And, you know, we wear them like on Aloha Friday, which is Friday. We don't wear them every day of the week, so if you, I, I understand. There's no issue with that. If you're going out for dinner and you're wearing it, or you're wearing a aloha dress or whatever it is, I get it. But when you start wearing those every day of stuff, people will look and go, "Hmm, is this person local, or is this person's probably on vacation? Let's let's like see what they got." 
you know, let's see what they got in that ABC bag. And it's okay to wear Aloha wear. No, it but, is. But how about if like the whole family is wearing the matching Aloha <laughs> wear? I mean, that's kind of a dead giveaway. Uh, uh, I we, mean, we're talking about solo travel. I've been but. Seeing, I know, but I've been seeing... I've been seeing a lot of couples wear the same exact <laughs> shirt and dress, and I'm just sitting here going, hmm, I wonder where they're from. They're not from here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so just try to, you want to fit in as a solo traveler. You don't want to be looking like you're on vacation and you're a little lost and you're not in the now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Because you'll become a target. So don't do that. It's true. Okay, yeah. and then the next one, the last mistake is being too polite. Now, this unfortunately again is more relevant for women traveling solo than men but of course it applies to everybody um some unfamiliar situations will require you to be more assertive than you might be used to being at home don't be afraid to say no and don't be afraid to decline the advances of a new acquaintance for fear of being rude if you feel uncomfortable ever in someone's presence or in a particular situation just get up and walk away don't ever put yourself in a potentially dangerous situation out of fear of being rude Mm. and that can be a little harder for some women especially than other people um i just think it's ingrained in our society for women to be super polite and not quite as assertive. But mm. if you're traveling alone, you need to be assertive. You need to protect yourself. And in the opposite situation, if you're a man or a boy, you know, 20 year old or whatever, um, traveling alone in Hawaii, make sure you are polite and make sure you're not rude. That's true. Because well. you get lickings. That is true. Because a local, see, it's a different. It's a. It's weird. That's when it comes to this thing. It's it's the opposite for women and men, because if a local guy sees someone who they know is not from here, and doesn't belong here, being rude, they consider that disrespectful to them, and they'll just clock you. Yeah. And that's and they'll take everything <laughs> on you. They'll steal everything that you have and just clock you. Maybe they won't steal your shit but they'll definitely probably give you a give you a beating so you don't want to you want to be very polite and very respectful especially the hawaiian people here because they've been through a lot yeah for sure um so it kind of goes either way for men or women yeah okay so we're going to go ahead and head to our middle break Uh, another song from jordan t fire by your side and we'll be back and we'll be talking about tips to prepare for your soul travel all right all right I'll be the fire by your side 
So start small if you're, and this is tips to prepare for your solo travel. Uh, start small if you've never traveled alone before, then practice before your big trip. Start small with uh, baby steps to ease your way into the style of travel. Practice dining alone. No, seriously. <laughs> if you've going. never eaten out solo, build yourself up by practicing before your trip. Begin by going out for coffee in your hometown and uh, work up from there. So this was one of the <laughs> hardest things for me, and I'm not kidding. When I was on Maui solo, I stayed at... Um, Where'd you stay? Oh, gosh. Somewhere. Who cares? I know. Anyway. You stayed on Maui. I stayed somewhere, and... <laughs> in the woods. I remember... No, I remember... So I stayed at a resort, yeah. and... Um, I just went to their like little beach bars all around. Mm -hmm. So I would just go like grab some dinner or whatever. Every single time I went and I felt this only in Maui. I did not feel it on any other island, but on Maui, maybe because it's like the <laughs> romantic honeymoon island. I don't know. But every time I went to eat alone, I got questioned by the bartender, the waiter, the server. Oh, what? Why are you alone? Huh? Where, where, who are you with? Like, wh you where didn't are say they? you were. You didn't say you were a tra solo traveler. Well, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, okay. you you're don't not sometimes you don't want to that. relieve that. Yeah. Sometimes you want to relieve. But I know. mean, it was probably obvious because Maybe. Yeah. I didn't have a rental car in Maui, so yeah. I was like going to the same places for oh, dinner every okay. day, and they saw me alone every day, and I'd be out and about during the day, but then I would come back there for dinner. Yeah, and um, so it was just interesting. It was really uncomfortable for me, and I didn't expect to feel uncomfortable, and I don't think that was their intention by any means. They were just so shocked that I was alone on if Maui. You're, if you're a solo traveler and you're, you're you got to eat somewhere you know obviously you could always go to all the food trucks and all that kind of shit and do that stuff and who cares you got to eat it on the beach but if you're actually in a the t a bigger town you know let's say you're on maui and you're in lahaina or you are in waikiki um if you feel comfortable eating alone just go to places that have bars that like restaurants bars because just eat at the bar by yourself is is actually much more comfortable than actually getting a table by yourself i was eating at the bar and i was still getting questions really because yeah. i because i have because for three years i ate at the chart house by myself See, and I at the bar like, and i felt fine okay 
So number one, I feel like it's more accepted for men to eat alone than women. I don't know why. That makes no sense. And uh, number two, it I is think. true, I think. And yeah, number right. two, I think that it's more comfortable on Oahu than it is on Maui. And I don't know why that is, but I've eaten alone on Oahu too, and I've had no problems. Or so this is the weird. This, this is so fucking weird, what I'm about to say. <laughs> what? If you're a man at a bar, having a beer, eating food, you're a man at a bar, having a beer and eating food yeah <laughs> if you're a woman at a bar having a beer and eating food you're looking to pick somebody up no right why it why the fuck is that a man is not like, so it's so weird like a man when they go to do those things i would say that's like one of the furthest things from their mind but when they but maybe when a man looks at a woman at a bar they're thinking oh maybe i should go talk to them because maybe you know they want to get picked up probably not they're probably thinking just the way men are thinking <laughs> they just want to have a beer at a bar and they're alone yeah. and, and and that's the end of it but for some reason there's something there saying that why is a woman at a bar by herself that yeah. doesn't make sense there's got to be a reason for this but men are just looked at who gives a shit it's just a guy at a bar yeah isn't that weird? It's one of those it's always, societal, one of those weird things. societal things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, read reviews. Never book a place that has no reviews. Well, I would hope not. Be sure to read reviews when staying at someone's home, which includes uh, couch surfing in hostels, Airbnbs, VBROs, and even hotels and resorts. Look for mentions of safety, and if you're a woman traveling solo, look for reviews that are written by women specifically. Uh, hostels are like one of those ones where you're in a room with other people. Yeah. So you could have four bunk beds in a room and, and you're sharing one shower and one bathroom. And, you know, I don't, I, so, even as a man, I'm not into that. No, same. I mean, I know it's huge for like backpacking Europe and whatever. Yes. Um, and we have them here in Hawaii. We have them here on Oahu and they're very popular for people who just don't have the money to stay elsewhere. Well, once you see the movie Hostel. <laughs> You'll never go to a hostel. <laughs> no, <laughs> so I, check it out. I honestly, on Halloween. <laughs> I don't think that I would want to stay in one in Hawaii. I know people who have. Um, it's just a very different experience, and you do have to be careful if that's what you choose. Ha now, ha hostels have been being slowly and surely. Hostels are being pushed out of Waikiki. Yeah. Why? Because everything's just becoming not affordable anymore yeah so to get a hostel in Waikiki you can still find them you'll have to look them up but there's not a lot of huge amount of information on them because they're slowly being just knocked out of Waikiki and if you find them you're still going to be paying more money than you would think you should be because back in the days hostels was like 50 bucks a night yeah no totally it's just that's not why like people that were saying i know yeah, it's just not like that anymore yeah so the airbnb vrbo obviously that's you know there's a whole lot going on with that yeah, here yeah. but i mean if you were to stay in one on one of the islands you just want to read those reviews and you want to make sure that it has good safety reviews especially if you're a solo woman yeah um because remember there is a downside to it the owners obviously have a key to the place you're staying there could be cameras up. There could be... You just have to... You never know and you have to be careful. I try not to think about those things. I'm, but when you're a solo, solo traveler, yeah. especially a woman, you do need to just think about it. And then one of the newer things over the past 10 years is couch serving. It's not huge here in Hawaii, but it does exist here in Hawaii. And you're staying in somebody's house on their couch. So you have no idea who you're staying and with. That goes perfect with this next one. Don't be too cheap. Because that could cost you in the end. It's true. Do you want to go ahead? Yeah. It's always great to save a buck, but not at the expense of your well-being. It may be safe to walk around during the daytime, 
but download the Uber and Lyft apps ahead of time to use at night. Book your lodging in a safe area, even if it is more expensive. Yeah. You go cheap. That could be it for you. It's true. You just don't know what could happen. You could be mugged. Something could happen to you in the middle of the night if you're down a dark alley, especially like toward the back if you're staying like, say, for Waikiki, like in the back of Waikiki. It's just, it's not the safest place. You got to be careful. Yeah, and people don't realize that. I think people think that Waikiki must be totally safe because it's Hawaii. And <laughs> people just go blindly and they don't realize, you know, they're walking down the street, but on the next street over, someone will be getting mugged because yeah. it's not the area in Waikiki that you want to be in. Right. At like two in the morning. Because it's the cheaper place to stay. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I wanted to quickly mention about the VBRO is they have not passed the law here. It's not passing the three-month VBRO. We haven't. We've talked about yes. it with the uh, with our uh, patrons, our Facebook patrons, oh, and right. but we haven't talked about it to the public. But so that did not go through. The law did not go through. Uh, VBROs cannot do a minimum of three months. It's still at one thirty month. days. Yeah, it's still so, one month. So yeah, so if you're renting a VBRO. Uh, it's a minimum of 30 days outside the tourist locations. So if you're inside Waikiki and you rent a VBRO, it can be for a week or two weeks. But once you get outside Waikiki and you get out of the tourist areas, it's a minimum of 30 days at a VBRO. They wanted to make it 90 days. Yeah. But that didn't happen. So no, that's I, that's I, actually, I'm okay with that. As same. long as it's still 30 days, that's cool. I think it's good, actually. Yeah. Um, I'll do the next couple because these are pretty pertinent to women, especially. Right. But of course, they're relevant to everybody. So the next one, join some Facebook groups ahead of time. So one of the huge Facebook groups is called GLT, Girls Love Travel. It is huge, okay. like millions of members. And it's a wonderful group. And you're going to see a lot of women discussing their solo travel experiences and sharing photos. And of course, they're not all solo travel but uh, if you are going to be traveling solo just post on there ask for advice because I guarantee there's tons of people who have traveled solo to the same location that you're going to um, so there's also one called host a sister hmm. where users offer spare rooms to passing travelers yeah and is that going on in Hawaii do you know I don't know if huh. that's going on in Hawaii that's or interesting not. it's interesting um, again it Gotta be safe I'm, with that too, I'm though. I'm a little fearful about it, but it's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Right, and so the next one, <laughs> most people aren't going to do this to come to Hawaii, <laughs> but hopefully I'm just they're already put doing it. In it. There. Hopefully Take they're already doing it. Take self-defense classes. You should, like, yeah, you're right. You should do this regardless, right? Yeah, you should. Just know what to do in case of an attack. Will help you be more confident and prepared while traveling alone. And then you know you can also buy self-defense gadgets. There's rape whistles. There's those defense pens. With the little knife thing mm -hmm. you can even use bug spray if you can't travel with your pepper spray or something well or if it's you hard to get a small thing of bug spray no it's not <laughs> a small thing of bug spray i have them yeah you think that's gonna be able to take somebody's eyes out a small it, one i mean it's a good replacement you gotta get some mace yeah but if you're traveling you i don't know that you can travel i think you that. can travel oh you know yeah actually i'm not sure you might have to buy it when you get to the location and it's not always the easiest to get here <laughs> If you are nervous and you go, I would assume this, if you're nervous and you're going somewhere where, you know, you want to feel safe, you can't take your um, mace with you, maybe go down to the police department, maybe on the first or second day you arrive here and ask what your options are. That's a As great a solo idea. travel or, you know, the police are wonderful in, in Honolulu and Hawaii in general. So just go down there. What are my options? You know, where can I get it? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, if you're only on Oahu, you can just go to the stadium and get yeah. yourself, you know, on Wednesdays and weekends, you can just go ahead and get your little thing of... Uh, 
mace. But on the other islands, I don't know what you would get the mace, so. Right. Um, and other things. So if you have a little, you know, portable tripod or a selfie stick, use it as a weapon if you ever need to. Or yeah. if you want, you can buy ahead of time a little personal safety alarm. Like there's one called the Vigilant that's really popular. You just keep it in your pocket and push a button. If or I think, I forget if it's a button or what it is, yeah. but it's an alarm that sounds if you're ever in trouble. I think what women do a lot of times is they panic and then they just, they don't, like say anything or do anything and they're just trying to get away from somebody the first thing you want to do is when you're in a situation that you don't feel comfortable in and someone's approaching you and it, you go on your instinct you start screaming no no and then you start screaming yeah so other people see what's going on yeah here in hawaii now crazy enough depending on where it is around the world some people will just fucking watch and you won't get any help no that's a hawaii, very very common thing hawaii in psychology. you will hawaii you will get help because People don't put up with that shit in Hawaii. Let me tell you, there's a million stories we could go through about like the community getting together and hunting people down. So mm. we're not going to get into that. But yes, the first thing you want to do is you want to scream and go no, but just scream as t high as you can. And if they come in contact with you, you want to take your thumbs, gouge their eyes out, or you want to kick them in the nuts. You know, that's these are the first things you want to do. And honestly, run. There's no reason to stay in the situation. As soon as you gouge eyes, kick in the balls, or scream. As you're screaming, run, but run away. Now, let me ask you this. Is it a game changer if you happen to see that they have a weapon, like a knife or a gun or something? Okay, so when it comes to a weapon, you don't want to physically attack them, yeah. but you still want to say no, 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 scream and run. They're Alert gonna, people. There's a, like a 99% chance they're not going to like shoot you in the back because you're running away from an interaction like that. They're not going to do that, but they're going to probably try to run after you. Yeah. For whatever reason, whether it's to rob you, rape you, or something like that, they're not gonna shoot you. Now, if more than likely, they more than likely they would. Th there's probably like a 75% chance out of weapons they may have a knife over a gun, so they may have a knife. So if yeah. somebody has a knife, just have a bigger one. And they're, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> like, like crocodile has, Dundee. <laughs> if somebody has like a scary knife, yeah, yeah, and they look like they mean business. You have well, to make a decision well, if you're going to give them your purse or yeah. not. Well, let's talk about <laughs> something. If they have a real scary knife here in Hawaii, you know what knife that usually ends up being? A machete. Oh, that is actually really scary, though. No? They have machetes Yeah, here. that's scary. So a machete can literally cut your arm off or your yeah. hand off, and it's happened here in I Hawaii. I would give them it's my purse. Scary. Okay, <laughs> so if they have a machete, that is a highly dangerous weapon. You could lose a limb. Okay, so if you do have a, a purse, your iPhone, always keep your iPhone in a location when you're out traveling solo around the islands or actually anywhere where it would not be a normal place for it to be found. Mm. So maybe a secret pocket in your pants or somewhere where you can say, listen, I don't have a phone on me because they're probably going to want to steal your phone because they can get money for it. Yeah. So you want to just say, I don't, have my, I don't have a phone with me and then put it in somewhere because they may pat you down and not be able to find it and maybe believe you, but they don't have a lot of time to do what they're doing. Right. You might want to hand over your purse and let them take whatever's in there. But that also means minimize at all times always what you have what in your purse. What you're carrying with you. And that's another yes. tip we'll get to soon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Don't be carrying all your cash or no, all your cards with never. you. never. Yeah. Maybe $100 in cash with you. That'll probably be enough for them. And maybe, you know, maybe your ID is something, but you don't want them to take that because once they take your whole purse, they're taking everything in it. Right. So maybe keep your ID 
someone somewhere on your person in a pocket and just have like maybe some cash and some essentials inside your purse but don't leave credit cards and things like that in there exactly and we'll, be we'll talk a little more yeah. about that later because that's also on a list but um yeah so just to like piggyback all <laughs> off of all of this because it sounds like it's getting a little scary this kind of stuff is really really unlikely to happen in hawaii it's yes. very rare just to minimize your fears we're just talking about worst case scenarios and just to be prepared being prepared is important but i don't want you coming to hawaii or traveling anywhere expecting these things no to absolutely absolutely that's not. not the case but me and me and amanda have gone over scenarios before yeah. about what to do how to act Wade prepares me. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I'm probably going to prepare. I have some more ideas in my head. I'm always preparing <laughs> stuff for her. Okay. You know, yeah, but anyways, as a solo traveler, you, you have to be prepared to protect yourself yeah. from any situation that might come at you. And if you don't go, if you go to Hawaii not having this all prepared in your head, you will freeze like a deer in headlights. And that's when you're going to become a victim and you're going to be taken advantage of. And honestly, some people never, ever ever get over that yeah they they always feel fearful from that point on even going outside so as long as yeah so as long as you are prepared and you stand up and defend yourself in some way you'll feel more confident if it was to ever happen again and you won't feel as scared just to go outside your house yeah so you just want to have these things and know these things could happen will they happen probably not probably not but yeah being prepared is so important yeah so you just need to think about it right okay so next up we're gonna get a little lighter pack light (laughs) (laughs) um and when you're traveling solo remember you are the only one carrying all of your luggage so only bring what you need or really 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 want because lugging around multiple bags it'll get old really fast and it also can make you a prime target for thieves if you have all of these bags Mm -hmm. you really can't defend yourself if somebody comes in and tries to grab one right um would you be able to run while carrying four bags if you needed to overpacking it's going to just slow you down and you're not going to use everything in there and um you also don't want to be bringing a ton of valuables i mean there's no reason to bring really valuable stuff that's at risk of getting stolen that you don't need i mean as a solo traveler i really recommend uh probably bring be bringing uh, two backpacks being a bigger backpack to put a lot more stuff in it maybe as a carry-on but then bring a small very small and tight hiking backpack a day pack a day pack where you would just put that stuff in as you go around the day also it's on your back too so it's not like uh somebody could come at you and and steal it out of your hands they'd have to rip it off your back and that ain't going to be easy to do that's a good point too purses are much more yeah um susceptible to being stolen than backpacks yeah so i mean put it all that kind of purse stuff in your backpack more than likely they're going to see you not as an easy target the whole idea is not to look like an easy target and the you know so having something light in the back small little backpack is going to be good once you get into a bigger backpack someone may be saying "Ooh, there's more stuff in there so something in there's got to be good uh but if it's a small little backpack then you probably won't have a problem yeah yeah agreed um pack a power bank for your phone that's just like one of those little power things and you know this is really important if you're traveling solo because if you're out on an adventure for the day and your phone dies and you're not on a tour but you're by yourself how are you going to get back you know you need Mm -hmm. to think about these things you don't have somebody to rely on you don't have any contacts 
wherever you're traveling you're all on your own so just bring a battery pack charge it up at night and then you have it to use during the day in case your phone you know were to die it's no, just I, smart it, it is true and especially if you're doing a hike and you get lost on the hike trust me a lot of people lose power on their phones yeah when they're on these long hikes or they fall down into a valley and they have no communication anymore so if you have that power if you have that uh, backup plan you'll hopefully be able to stay in touch with rescue whatever you can to direct them where you are and they're going to ping on your phone and they're going to find you so that's probably the best thing you want to do this is a great thing to do yeah agreed yeah. um and then you also want to possibly consider bringing a backup bank or credit card because if you were to lose your bank card or your credit card or whatever you might have with you and you can't access any money while you're on your vacation, you're going to be in trouble. You don't have anybody to borrow money from. You don't have anybody to help you. Yep, yep. Um, you know, it takes a long time to get a replacement card and they're not going to send it to your vacation spot. You know, they're not going to trust that. So it's just the worst mistake to get to make. And then another thing is if you do bring a backup card, obviously don't carry them together because if you were to lose your wallet or get mugged and both of your cards including your backup is in your wallet that gets stolen you know what i mean that's a huge issue too yeah one of the problems that i notice a lot of people do and i don't really know why they do it they they don't have a savings they just have a they just have a uh, checking now wow. some, i get it some people do that some if people you just don't have enough money i get it i get it but all you have to do is keep a minimum of uh you know a certain amount in each account so the whole idea is that if you were to lose your debit bank card, you know, you and if all your money is in your in that, someone could easily go and just take it all from you. So you want to quickly transfer that money into the all that money into your savings or vice versa or whatever you need to do. Just ensure you don't have that stress on your vacation. So one of the things that to keep the well to keep the saving open, you just need a hundred dollars in it. Right. But yeah. That's what I'm saying. No, I mean I get that. Yeah. yeah. But one of the things that we see a lot here is the petty theft. We talk about that all the time. And it, yeah, if you're not careful, if you leave yeah. a wallet in your rental car or something like that, yeah, it's going to be stolen. That happens yeah. here. Yeah. It happens very quickly. So this is something that I've seen with a lot of tourists um, just losing their, you know, bank cards or credit yeah. cards or whatever because their wallets got stolen there's so many different ways now to carry your money through venmo or through paypal or through the cash app or through all these other ways now that you know you could keep a bunch of the money in those areas and then you know you always transfer them into your checking or your savings and just put it in like my dad always said keep your money keep your money everywhere like in a little bit of everywhere mm -hmm. so if one thing was to go you have plenty of other backups and i get it so the you know with that you just want to be careful you don't want to, have to be stressing oh i lost my only card i don't have my money i have to cancel the card it's going to be 10 days you can't use that you can't use your bank account money and anything for 10 days now yeah that's a horror that's show on trip. vacation <laughs> that's your whole trip yeah don't get yourself in a situation like that have some money in your paypal have some money in the cash app the venmo and then you know you can have all those cards on your phone as well and just use the because everything and everything that's around the world right now it's so cashless because mm -hmm. people uh, you know obviously people being robbed here and there and their cash is being stolen but on your phone if you have the cash they can't do that they can't yeah. steal that so it's just a nif different world today and i'm seeing more and more on tours all the machines you know just go some of the food trucks have where you just put your phone onto it now yeah so i mean things are changing here so just be smart with your money and how you carry your money for sure all right 
All right, so the next one, have an emergency fund. Now this doesn't have to be significant, but just have some extra money and it can, like you said, it could just be in a Venmo account or yeah. it could be in a PayPal account, but just have it somewhere for situations that don't go right during vacation. Yes. Maybe you missed that last bus, you don't have a rental car and you have to shell out money for an Uber, but it's gonna be pricey because you're going across the island. Yeah. Something like that. You just wanna have that extra money in case, or maybe you get to your hotel and you realize, ooh, I'm not in the right part mm -hmm. of Waikiki. I don't mm -hmm. feel safe here. I want to go somewhere different that's more expensive. Yeah. Just have money in case. And the best thing about this is if you have those cash apps on your phone and stuff and you don't have money and something was to happen to your bank or anything, you can easily call mom and dad, grandma, grandpa. You can you can call tell your friend, can you please Ven Venmo me $100? I'll give it back to you or $200 or whatever. You'll be fine. Yeah, except my mom doesn't know how to use that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, mom, hopefully, if you're like a 20-year-old traveling solo, mom and dad knows okay. how to use that stuff. I hope. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay, let's take a break, and we'll be right back to finish off solo travel. All right. All right. Hawaii is one of the most beautiful places on Earth, and 808 Cleanup intends on keeping it that way. The 501c3 environmental nonprofit's main mission is restoring Hawaii's natural beauty, for its local community and visitors. 808 Cleanup empowers volunteers to conduct decentralized cleanups through the Adopt-A-Site campaign, responding to littering and vandalism of Hawaii's natural spaces, tagging and graffiti removal, saving Hawaii's indigenous ecosystem, and building sustainable solutions with local communities and nonprofit partners. If you love Hawaii and wish for its beauty to remain for generations to come, consider donating to a great cause and supporting 808 Cleanup's mission to keep Hawaii clean from Malka to Makai at 808cleanups.org. Every day, community members like you are taking action. Making Hawaii cleaner. Safer, stronger for everyone. Because we all have a right to a clean and safe environment. And we all have a responsibility to pitch in and make it happen. Visit your app store today to get the 808 Cleanups app. Aloha and welcome to the Volunteer Alliance. 808 Cleanups! Okay, we are back. <laughs> so next up are tips to consider while you're on your trip, after you reach your destination, some things to consider when you're traveling solo. And some of these might seem obvious, but they're worth mentioning anyway. And yeah. number one is one of those, be aware of your surroundings. Remember, when you're solo, it's just you out there. So look at and pay attention to the people in your surroundings, both people near don't. and far. You're amazing at this, sweetie. Well, I am now, but I'll <laughs> tell you, when I first moved here, now that I look back, I'm like, I was in such awe, and I was just so excited and in a blissful state that I didn't pay attention to anything that was going on around me. No, it's true. And that's what the beauty of the islands can do that to you. It can. It can blind you from it paying can. attention. <laughs> and then you stay here for a while, like 20 something years, and you start <laughs> to see the realities of life. <laughs> so that's why we need to put it in there, even though it seems obvious yeah, as a reminder. Yeah. If you're alert, constantly alert, any potential predators will see that you're yes, alert. Yes, absolutely. It will, they'll, they're not going to choose you. <laughs> no. Um, they're going to choose somebody looking down on their phone as they're walking. Exactly. Yeah. So things you want to pay attention to. Has somebody been walking behind you for several blocks? If so, step into a store and see if they continue to follow you right. or keep walking or whatever. Exactly. Um, is somebody walking unusually close to you or stalling their steps to stay alongside your pace? Does 
somebody appear to be watching you? Did that car just pull beside you and slow down? Just pay attention to these things. Yes. Now today, when it comes to what, she, what Amanda's talking about, there's several things in Hawaii that happens and may happen everywhere too. One, these people don't want to be seen. They'll have a hoodie on. They'll have like a sweatshirt hoodie. Or because of COVID, these people are still wearing masks. Mm -hmm. So they'll have their mask on. They'll have a hoodie. They'll have their hands in their pockets because they probably have some form of weapon and knock you on the head or whatever. So this is what you want to look. You want to have that vision to the side and to the back. You can feel it. You can sense it that someone may be following you. And if you look back and there's a guy with a hoodie and they have a mask, that's a definite yeah for sure get the fuck out of there mm -hmm. yeah or go right what amanda said go into a store go off the road do something where you can see for sure if they're following if they continue to follow you or they're waiting outside the store for you or they walk by the store when you walk outside that store you look and see if they're down the road sis standing there yeah Okay, next up, use your phone for safety purposes. So if you're like me at all and you have zero sense of direction, it's a really good idea to have some kind of a map on your phone. And if you are somewhere, if you're going somewhere where you are not going to have good cell service, you can download it ahead of time, whatever map you might need. So Google Maps is the one we recommend here for Hawaii because unfortunately, Apple Maps is not very accurate here. What? Why is that? Why is Apple Maps such a problem? I don't know, but you put something into Apple Maps, you it think it's working, and yeah. it drops you off so far from your location, <laughs> your destination. I don't know what it that is. That thing can get you lost. It's really weird because on the mainland, Apple Maps is amazing. <clears throat> yeah. But anyway, so go with Google Maps for here. You can always drop a pin for your location um, so your family or friends back home can see exactly where you're staying. Um, you know, the pin thing, it's very accurate, and it's pretty cool if you ever just want people to know where you are in case of an emergency just drop a pin yeah yeah okay next right. up we have be smart on social media Ooh, that's a big one so this is something that a lot of people don't think about but you need to be super careful especially if you're a woman traveling solo because if you're posting on facebook in real time and tagging your location instagram, yeah, everything. or instagram and tagging TikTok, your location anything yeah i don't use tiktok so i'm not sure how that the works younger, the younger kids the, the solo a lot of the solo travelers are using it they, sure. they use it and that's another thing while you're out there about hawaii you're doing all these posts and all this tiktok crap and snapchat and everything else you're not paying attention to your surroundings well that's true too and that's a whole different issue but the issue i'm gonna really um hone in on right now is yeah. if you're tagging your location in real time and your profile is public yeah. then anybody can see exactly where you are and see that you're alone <laughs> Um, especially if you're on a hike, a secluded hike alone, and you're tagging your location or something like that, you know, it's just not a smart idea. If you want to post pictures and tag a location, wait till after the fact, after your day is finished, yeah, or yeah. maybe after your trip altogether. Maybe consider making your profile um, private while yeah. you're traveling solo, just for protection. You can go public once you're back home safely. I mean, there's an issue with this in two ways. There's an issue with this while you're here doing it in real time, 
which someone could be following you, you know, some stalker or who knows mm -hmm. what. Someone who maybe has been following you. If you're a big social media poll, someone could follow you to Hawaii, for God's sakes. And, you know, know everything that you're doing. But also the point that when you're at home, somebody, they know that you're not home now. Exactly. So they could break into your, if you're if you're old enough to where you have your own place, apartment, home, whatever. They could break in that knowing that you're in Hawaii and nobody's there. So and that's there's many issues with this. A really big issue, too. And here's a third issue. Everybody loves to do it for the gram, right? And get that perfect <laughs> yeah. picture. How many tourists have been seriously Lots. injured or killed on dangerous hikes trying to take a dumb picture for Instagram? Lots. Yeah. Lots. So this is this is a serious thing. And, you know, now that I look back at it, you know, thank God we only at the time when, you know, we got on Facebook and we got on Instagram. And Twitter is really has never really been a big thing for me anyways. But I don't know what it is. I, I, I will never understand now. Because I use it as I get older, and I think it's all of us, we'll, we, yeah. we'll use it less and less as sure. we get older. Because we see the significance of it not being important in our lives anymore, or not as important. Whereas the kids today have five or six different platforms that they're using on a daily basis. Are they really enjoying life? Are they really out there enjoying that solo travel? Or are they just recording the whole damn thing? I know. And never really enjoying the moment. And don't get me wrong. I love to take pictures because I love memories more than anything. But when you're on your phone the entire hike or the healthy. entire tour or whatever you might be doing, it's true. You're also not living in that no. moment. You're not really enjoying to the fullest. Yeah, like we've had moments where we I was out on tour with the whole family and the kids are on their phones. They're living living the day on tour through their phone. So they're missing it. Well, the parents took their phones away. <laughs> and then the, the boy is sitting here and he's, he says, can I talk to you about my mother? Oh, you and told like me he, that. Yeah, yeah, he pulled me aside and he started talking to me. He's like, you know what? I just hate her. It's just like, I can't do anything on TikTok now. And I'm like, that's a good thing. <laughs> Enjoy the goddamn beach. Aww. Get in the water. Swim. Do some things. It's sad that that's a mentality. It's sad that they uh, literally, for social media, for you know the twenty-year-olds today, they're it's more addicting, like a drug, like a drug to them. Yeah. So just be careful because social media, while being a solo travel, could yeah. get you in serious trouble. And it's worth a mention. Um, dating apps this applies to dating apps if you're a solo person traveling to hawaii or anywhere in the world and you a lot of people like to meet people, people through from dating so, yeah, apps yeah. and tinder god knows what yeah and not only dating apps but also there's like friendship apps out there now yeah. to meet people just mm -hmm. you know friendly meet meetups but you have to be super careful on those please be careful i mean you had an issue with an uber driver I did, and I live here. <laughs> yeah, 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 and, and, and somehow he got, I don't want to go through the story because we talked right. about it in a past podcast, but you got to be careful of even Uber and Lyft drivers now. Yeah, it's I just had a little, nuts. little stalker experience. Yeah. I so, think it was a Lyft. Yeah, yeah so you just got to be careful. Yep. Okay, so right. next up, this is obvious and we've mentioned it before, but we're going to talk about it now. Be cautious at night. Obviously, dangerous activity is more likely to happen at night when there's fewer crowds out. Know what time it gets dark. Listen, it might be summertime and you're in Hawaii. Guess what? It gets dark early here. It's not light out till 9 p.m. like no. it is in some areas. No. It gets 7.38. 7 ish. Yeah. I say 7, 7.15. And right now it's like 6. Yeah. yeah, in the winter, Heading into winter yeah. it's 6 p.m. Yeah, because we don't change, the, we're close to the equator, but we don't change our time. 
Yeah, we don't do the daylight savings, yeah, yeah. so it gets dark early. You need to know that if you're out on a hike, you need to know what time it gets dark, and you need to be sure you will be done with that hike before it gets dark. Oh, for sure. That is a huge problem. We've had so many tourists needing to be rescued because it they dark. don't realize how early it gets dark here. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. So, um, and we already talked about this, but just try to arrive in a new location during daytime hours, especially if you're in a foreign country, that's not Mm -hmm. as applicable to here, but of course it's always important. And just avoid, no matter where you might be, avoid walking around at nighttime if there's not crowds of people. Yeah. If you find yourself walking solo after dark, try to walk kind of close to a family, a couple. You know, if you kind of just like look at them, make eye contact, give them a smile, they'll realize you're not stalking them. You're just kind of trying to walk with people. it just depends on where you are. If you're in a secluded area, consider an Uber or Lyft instead of walking alone or some kind of public transportation. That's sad that you have to do this, though, it isn't is. it? But another, yeah. it's another one that's really applicable to solo women travelers. It's, it's true. applicable to everybody, but unfortunately, it's yeah. more yeah. relevant to women. So. Yeah. And if you want to enjoy nightlife, of course you should enjoy nightlife, but try to meet some people prior to going out at night. It's just, you know, as a little bit of a safety net, just to have people to be out with. Yeah, even if you don't trust them, at least it's like a group of, you know... You're not staying with them. Yeah, you're not staying with them. Yeah, but maybe you're kind of like, you're not, well, you're kind of using them just to feel like you're in a group of people. But you're all using each other. (laughs) Yeah, you're all using each other to be safe. Yeah, it's okay thing. I mean, people get it and they do that all the time. You could look for a local event happening um, in town or you could look for um, a meetup group or you could take a tour with other people um, just as a way to meet people and not be in a secluded location. Yeah. Okay, next up, know your limits. Be careful. Do not drink until you can't stand. Don't get obliterated. Have fun, yes, but always make sure you're cognizant and aware of what's happening around you. When you are solo, you don't have anybody to take care of you if you drink too much. Well, I've gotten drunk a lot of times when I've been solo. I'm sure you have. But oh. I only had to go right upstairs to my to my room, <laughs> which true. was, you know, the chart house. I literally lived about the uh. chart house. So, and I've, I've fallen down several times getting out of the bar. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had like eight drinks, and yeah, don't do what I've done. Yeah. Although I only had to go upstairs, so I didn't you actually have to get out there, but still, not smart move. You still had a little trouble making it up there, I it did. sounds like. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, just don't do so much that you forget to properly nourish your your body with food and water. Sometimes we're so on the go because we want to cram in as much as we can into this vacation and yeah. you know t- make use of every second of every day that we don't take the time to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's how you that you know bad things happen. You get dehydrated. You get sick. Just take care of yourself. Make sure you eat and drink and sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, don't go into deep bodies of water if you're not a good swimmer here in hawaii this is really important don't go into any beaches alone if you if it if there's this red flags on the beach or if it says don't go swimming or look for those or the waves the waves of the undertow could be really bad you can get yourself in a lot of trouble really quick and that's only on the public beaches you go to private beaches and they don't look safe there's no signs telling you not to go in look at the beach see how many people are on the beach see how many people are in the water as you're going in, if there's a huge amount of people in the water and it looks relatively safe, join them. 
But if you don't see anybody on a beach and it's a private beach and there's no lifeguards or nothing, you better be really careful getting into that water. And research your beaches ahead of time, like Sandy Beach, for example. Don't it's go in there. Not a safe place to swim. No, and that's <laughs> Maui has a lot of really dangerous. Do your beaches. research. Yeah, we've already talked about this. You gotta do your research before you before you do solo traveling, and not enough people do it. It's true. And do not continue with that hike if you're feeling exhausted, dehydrated, or unsafe. There's no shame in turning around. You can always when try in again. doubt. When in doubt, turn around. Yes. Yep. And finally, just don't keep going until you can't go anymore. Sometimes, like I said, we want to cram everything into our itinerary and we don't leave any downtime for rest or taking care of ourselves. And exhaustion's a real thing. People end up in the hospital all the time from that. You have to take care of yourself. So. I say I say, anybody that's on a vacation, you should break up uh, at least one day of rest, like in between, like let's say you're here a week. So do things for three days, take a day off, do things for three days. Perfect. Take that day off to rest and, you know, get your energy back and then go ahead. I think that's a great plan. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next up, fake it till you make it. Now, what does that mean? This is really, again, applicable to solo women travelers um, especially, and it means look confident. You may feel anxious or scared if it's your first solo trip ever, but just try to carry yourself with confidence. And it's just, again, it goes back to one of those societal things where men tend to appear more confident looking than women do. Mm -hmm. If you look lost, confused, disheveled, you become an easier target for predators. So just walk with purpose, look confident, even if you're not, look people in the eye, be fully aware of your surroundings, whatever you need to do. Yeah. it's. Uh, I just wanted to mention this while I have the opportunity because I may forget. Yeah. You're a solo traveler. But what happens if you don't want to travel solo but you do want to travel solo? Contiki. Contiki, Contiki is, yeah. a, is a company we work with. And what Contiki does is it's based on solo travel. But it's solo travelers who want to feel safe in a group. Mm -hmm. So they all show up at the same hotel. They go out for dinner together. And then they can go about and do what they want. But they also have the days set up for them to where if you want to go do this with the group, you can. Right. So that's an, so that's an interesting d change and on solo travel. If they want to come to Hawaii and they want to do a Jeep tour with you. We will be solo, doing them. Contiki. Look into yes, it. Because, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because we work at Contiki now. It's all solo travelers, but it's groups of solo travelers of like 14 people. And um, we take them around the island. So that's a good way to also do it. Uh, they have certain times, like usually every month, uh, they have two trips out to Hawaii. Yeah. So check them out. Absolutely. Just in case, I just wanted to mention that. I know it doesn't really exactly have much to do with solo travel, but if you're a solo traveler for your first time and you don't really feel safe traveling alone, this may be an opportunity to do that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. That's a good one. Okay, next up, be nice. <laughs> <laughs> this one might make you laugh, but you know, there's some truth here because a lot of tourists really want to interact with locals, but don't know how, or maybe they feel apprehensive or they're scared because they're in a new location. And if you, that's the behavior you're showing locals, they're probably going to reflect that behavior back on you. Right, right. So just be conscious. And again, it depends on where in the world you are, but in Hawaii, locals are really kind people smile at them don't be afraid to look them in the eye if they're serving you at a restaurant talk to them ask about their culture yeah see the weird thing about this is like if you meet a real local guy who's a local that's lived here all his life 
and you know maybe he's into you a little bit i don't know maybe he's really a nice guy mm -hmm. and there's a lot of guys like that that will show a solo woman traveler around the island for nothing and they're really good guys they're really good guys so it's like it's a decision you have to make you have to feel the vibe of the guy and you'll get a whole day with someone who more than likely is going to protect you is going to keep you safe and is just going to hang out with you you know pay for his lunch pay for his gas and just go around the island with them. And you it's, know what? It, you, you, it's a decision you have to make, but yeah. there's a lot of guys like that that will do it because I know about it every day. And uh, yeah, that may it's tough. be specific to Hawaii. It yeah. may happen elsewhere, yeah, but in may. Hawaii, people are very kind. Um, it doesn't mean let go of all caution. Still, no, let always somebody have know where or who you're going with. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, let people know ahead of time just in case. But yes, there are really, really amazing people here. Like I told you a while ago, that I had, there were two friends from Boston. Uh, mm -hmm. There was solo travelers. And, well, Renee was one of them. Uh, the blonde that does the podcast and the singing. And they came out and they just befriended me and trusted me. I had never met them before. Oh, that's how you met her? Yes. Oh, no way. There were solo travelers okay. out to Hawaii. And I just welcomed them in. And you took them around? I took them around. Yeah. I took them to waterfalls. I took them to, I took them out to Mariner's Ridge. I did all these things with them. And they just felt comfortable. We, we, we got along with each other. And you guys formed a long-lasting friendship. We're still, yeah, we're still, yeah. we're still friends. And the thing is, is that they just loved, they like, it was a spiritual awakening for both of them, really, honestly. And they decided to stay longer. Mm. But they didn't have a place to stay. So I let them stay in the spare bedroom in my house. Oh, wow. So they stayed for a week <laughs> in the spare bedroom. That's nice. So, yeah. So something like that where could that happen? Yes. But today is kind of a different time. So, so you've got to be careful of this stuff. But How these, long ago was that? That was a, that was a long time ago. Like, that was a long... Uh, that, maybe 2010? See. Times have changed. 12 years ago. Yes. I want to say things like that still happen. It but does. you have to be more careful. But you got to be more careful. Yeah. But, you know, it's me, you know, like I'm not like everybody, you know, there, there are mean people out there. You yeah. don't know. But I know for a fact that not only did I do that, they want uh, like on occasion, they would, you know, stay for the night and then go out. And I say, what are you guys doing today? I'll go. I'm go we're going to go out with these Hawaiian friends that we found. Cool. And they were Hawaiian guys. And and now today. These guys are models. They've been in whole, they've been in movies, Hollywood movies, and and still they hang out with them when they come out here. That's cool. So yeah, so they were they were great people, and so you can make you can meet great people, and then once you do on that first solo travel, when you come back, you'll know people that yeah, live you'll here. Yeah, you'll have a network. That you, yeah, that you, a network exactly. Yeah, that's great. All right. All right, so avoid listening to music with earbuds while walking around a busy area because that makes you a target. This is insane. I've people do it everywhere. I though. can't fucking believe this. No, people do it everywhere. I will obviously, never do this. Obviously, you're not paying attention to your surroundings if you got the earbuds in, and not it's only insane. that, but then it's obvious you have a smartphone in your pocket yeah. or something, so you become an easy target. Easy target. Yeah, so just be smart. Yeah, would-be muggers, anything could just pick your pockets, knock you out from the back. You'd never hear it or feel it coming. And I see it all the time. Just when I'm driving to pick people up in Waikiki, there's young women crossing the road with the earbuds. I can yeah. see it. Yeah. First of all, you're not supposed to be doing that when you're crossing the road, first of all. Dangerous. Because people are getting hit in crosswalks all the time, especially here. Mm -hmm. Any, and you especially don't want to... Okay, even in the day... 
Now we tell you about, you know, don't walk around too late at night. But walking around the day with earplugs in, you've become the target. Like, why would you put yourself into that situation? Yeah. Blows my mind. I don't know. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but people do. That's why it's on here. It's crazy. Okay, so next up. If you get to a new area that you've never been to before and you're solo and you don't have a rental car, so you're just going to be walking around the whole time, start with a walking, to- a walking tour of the area. It's one of the best ways to warm up to the new destination and get the lay of the land and just help you to get your bearings and be able to navigate a new location for the first time. Tour guides will usually point out any areas you might want to steer clear of as well as some cool local spots that you might not otherwise learn about and it'll just help you to feel more confident and um, you know more comfortable being on your own in a new location. Yeah we used to do you know we used to be like I had said before we used to be doing the solo tours but now with just the way the economy is the gas prices and everything it's it's we're losing money from doing solo tours yeah so maybe when everything goes back to normal which honestly i'll be honest i don't think it is so either we're going to have to raise the prices of our solo tours or we're going to have to have a do a minimum of two people but i would like to do solo tours again i really would no i and so this was actually a walking tour i was talking about just to help yeah. them get the like navigation of wherever they're staying. So if they're staying in Waikiki, just do a little walking tour of Waikiki with somebody. Yeah, I um, get that. But yeah, for the Circle Island, I know, I know. For any type of tour, like a, even even a waterfall tour, yeah, or, or a, a, even a half day tour. It's just that you know we did a lot of them, and and seventy five percent of the of the people who went on our uh, solo tours were women. Yeah. And, you know, I really did enjoy doing them. It's a lot more personal. When you go with a guide and it's just you and, and you and the guide, it's a lot more personal. And we're able to really change it up and do things that we wouldn't do with a minimum of two people or four people. Yeah. And it's just more personal. And we would love to do that. Like, for instance, like, believe it or not, like this, 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 you know, the last three or four months, you know, I was, I did those two kids. I did a solo model and I did a solo guy that owned his he was a ceo that owned his own business so I'll, how did you take these solo tours then? i'll tell you i'll tell you that in a minute but first of all i'll be honest they were amazing tours yeah. they were just amazing tours because they really became personal people really opened up and you got to see just people in their elements you know um honestly these people that were single um solo tours they were willing to pay any amount and which that's is why. so fucked up I mean, I love the fact that they were willing, but not everybody has that kind of money. Right. So they paid for the equivalent. They were paying for the equivalent of four people. That's crazy. Just to be able to go on tour by themselves. uh, Yeah. Now, I didn't. I said, you just have to book. I just said, we had conversations. I said, you just have to book a minimum of two. They said, no, we understand time is money and we want to pay for the day for you. What would that be? So the model did that. And then the... um, the the CEO did it wow. and they were just so gracious the tips were enormous so I'm saying here between what they paid and the tips I mean yeah. thank thank you thank you thank you but people don't have that as a solo traveler most people don't yeah yeah, yeah. so right now if you go if you want to do a solo uh, trip with us at uh, Hawaii Jeep and specialty tours and you just gotta have to pay for a minimum of two people yeah. trust me it's still worth that it honestly is but that's a decision that you guys have to make. For sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so next up, be wary of public Wi-Fi. <laughs> so this should be obvious to most people, but it's worth mentioning. Don't book any flights or make online purchases while using public Wi-Fi because you risk having your bank details stolen. Uh, our our Wi-Fi is just not good. It's coconut Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's bad. So this definitely this definitely holes in our Wi-Fi system. <laughs> yeah, the public Wi-Fi in general, it's just yeah, yeah it's, it's not scary. good. Yeah. Um, okay, and now if you have a medical condition of any sort, you know, it's really important that you have a list of that of your medical conditions or something just in case, heaven forbid, if anything were to happen to you, that whoever finds you tries to help you, they know what's going on with you. Mm -hmm. um, there's something you can do on your phone. So you can set up an in case of emergency ICE contact on your iPhone if you have one. So just look at look into how to do that if it's relevant to you. I don't actually know, but I know you can do it. Okay. All right, and that ends that section. What about having like an EpiPen and all that kind of stuff? Well, like, yeah, I mean, if you right, need that. Like for a bee sting or, or things like that, because I know a lot of people, believe it or not, like on the tours, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm allergic to bee stings. Yeah, I oh, hope they bring fantastic, them. Fantastic. I hope, I hope they bring them. Uh, it sounds like about, I would say out of all of them, 75%, but some people hadn't. And I'm like, Jesus, when something happens today, I don't have an EpiPen. Yeah, you only you know your medical conditions and what you might need yeah. in case of emergency. So if you are a solo yeah. traveler, bring yeah. Yeah, that obviously. stuff. And just so you guys know, lifeguards carry EpiPens. So if you are in an emergency and you're going to some kind of shock or whatever, if you get to the closest beach that has a lifeguard, or if you're on the beach, if you would get stung by a bee, you know, get to the lifeguard station and they'll be able to take care of you. All right. All right. All right, guess what? Well, we're going to take a break. Okay. And then we'll be back in a few seconds, and we're going to finish this off with uh, tips specific to solo travel in Hawaii. That was going to be my guess what. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll be back in a second. All right. <laughs> Here at Hawaii Jeep and Specialty Tours, it's all about making the smallest footprint on our earth and educating our guests on how to preserve and protect our island home. It's about giving our guests the world treatment and an authentic local experience. We offer the most personal, private, and customizable Jeep tours on the Hawaiian Islands. If you'd like to book a Hawaii Jeep tour with us, please visit us at www.hawaiijeepandspecialtytours.com or call us at 808-755-9356. Mahalo, and see you down the road less traveled. All right, we are back. All right, we're finishing this off. This is a long one. So it is a long one. These are the tips specific to solo travel in Hawaii. All right. Number one, here you go. Meet locals and talk to them. Yes. Hawaii is naturally a social and friendly place to be, and you will find that the locals are very warm and welcoming. Do not be surprised if you end up meeting people and they invite you to an authentic luau or social event or something if you happen to be a single traveler here on vacation in Hawaii. This is what I was talking about. About. you can totally meet people and, and 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 by friend befriending them you can do things that you have never been able to do and this if you is, didn't meet these people in yeah, hawaii totally you get the authentic experience and this is kind of polar opposite of what we were talking about in the general tips of traveling solo so that's where the uniqueness yes. of hawaii really comes but you in. know it's like a double-edged sword though because <laughs> now you're actually you know you're you're deciding that you're going to do this and by doing this this allows you to do things and see things that you never you never thought that you, that you would never seen if you didn't do it yeah and but it's also you're taking a risk at all times as well so it's a decision that you have to make 
And just be smart about it. You be smart. still let somebody know who you're meeting, where you're going. Where you are. Don't stay at unfamiliar places that night. Make sure you get back home. Yeah. Even, you, even if you have to get back to your hotel, VBRO, from Uber or from whatever. Because the people that you show up with may be drunk by the end of the That's night. That's true. Don't get in a vehicle that people are drinking. Take your Uber or your Lyft back so you feel safe. Don't stay over at someone else's location yeah. that you don't know. And more than likely, you're not going to know the address. And you might not even know the area yeah that people bring you so just be safe with that all right look into volunteerism opportunities to meet people and give back to the ina obviously so our nonprofit 808 cleanups get involved with them go to 808cleanups.org meet people from there because anyone that's working for the nonprofit our volunteers amazing people and you can get a lot of information from them and and hear what they're saying and go oh are you guys doing this tomorrow oh can i join you guys yada 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 and you're just going to get in touch with the local community not only is it a safe way to meet amazing locals but it's a great way to give back so yes, yeah exactly go for it. All right, eat where the locals do. If the locals like it, you know it's a real deal and not a tourist version. And it's cheap. (laughs) It's going to be a lot cheaper because places that locals eat, obviously they can't afford a lot of money to eat out. So these places are going to be cheaper and they're going to be good food. Because if if you're putting cheap, shitty food out, those places are going to close because locals won't go there anymore. It's getting very expensive to eat in Hawaii now. And so going to these little holes in the walls, these little shrimp shacks and these little shacks, uh, the food trucks are going to be amazing food. They're going to be as good or better than a lot of the food that you get in some of the more, you know, higher end uh, restaurants, more expensive restaurants. Yeah. And you get a lot more food. They're hidden gems. They truly are. So check them out. Yeah. And learn a few phrases of the language, of Hawaiian language, if you want to. I mean, obviously, pretty much everybody speaks English on the islands, but Hawaiian is the official language. So take time to learn a few words. Locals might appreciate it. But like I said, please don't try your pigeon. Don't try pigeon. (laughs) And another thing, don't overuse the words like we'll see. Mahalo. Aloha. I mean, (laughs) I, I I use them. Do I overuse them? No. I mean, if you're in like a... You know, if you're just in like an ABC store, you're, you're wherever in Waikiki, let's say, and you go, aloha, and then you go, oh, mahalo, you know, <laughs> just, just don't, don't, you know, these words are not used as often as people think, right. because there's a lot of meaning behind them, and they have many meanings behind them, and if you're just throwing them around. It becomes touristy. It becomes too touristy, so be careful on how you use the Hawaiian language. But learn a real phrase, not just aloha and mahalo, learn a real actual phrase. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you have it in here, but uh, if you you're a solo traveler you know what a great place is to solo at the museums that's true go ahead and go to the bishop museum learn all about the hawaiian culture you can spend the whole day there by yourself you know get invested into the hawaiian culture and do it early in your vacation so when you go out and you go around there you can have a much more appreciation for how everything works and why some local people may feel the way they do and why hawaiians feel the way they do and you'll have a higher respect for the culture before you actually enter it yeah absolutely okay so the next couple aren't necessarily specific to solo travel but they are specific to hawaii and just thought it was worth putting them in Mm -hmm. here so leave no trace be respectful of the land and do not leave behind any trash 
Also, of course, as we always mention, don't take any lava rocks or anything like that from the beaches. Yeah, or sand. sand. Yeah, a lot of people, uh, if the coral is dead, you're welcome to take a couple of pieces of coral. You don't want to take too much, but make sure the coral is dead. What I mean is I mean it's completely white and bleached. You don't want to take any coral that still has things growing on it, is purple, is green, or any colors. So just be careful of that. Obviously, the lava rock, you don't take that because you'll be cursed if you take that off the islands. And shells, there's not really a huge amount of shells. We don't have a lot of shells. No, because the reef blocks them from coming in. What you will find on some beaches is the uh, sea glass. Mm -hmm. You're more than welcome to take the sea glass. (laughs) You're doing us a favor. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But leave no trace. We noticed that. Sadly, it's about a 50-50 Fifty percent of the trash on the islands are from tourists, and fifty percent is from locals. Sadly, yeah. so it's a fifty-fifty. Mm-hmm. So don't be part of either fifty of that. Please. Yeah, yeah. Respect culture and traditions. You know, Hawaii has quite a history and culture. Yeah. You're gonna find many temples, sacred sites, cultural attractions, and it's very essential to treat them with respect. Do that research. We keep saying it. Research it beforehand. Um, so you know how to behave accordingly. Yeah, you, I mean, if you're going around the island, you may come across a bunch of rock piles or mm-hmm. temples, and that's going to be different than stacking rocks. See, that's very confusing. Stacking rocks is, is, is not something you do in Hawaii, and I know I would say 90% of the stack rocks is vacationers. They see something that looks like stack rocks at a temple, which it's not. It's an ahu which is a small worshiping area, and then they want to duplicate that wherever they go. That's a big problem. If you get caught by doing that, you know, in front of a Hawaiian, he's going to give you a lesson. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to Pele. It's disrespectful in Hawaii. So don't pile rocks three or four up at a time. I don't know why people do it. It's It's like, I was here. Look at me. I'm wonderful. Don't do it. Just don't do it. And then when you come across a temple, a Hawaiian, you know, ritual site or anything like that, don't touch the rocks, don't move the rocks, don't sit on the rocks, don't enter the temples. Because that's a no-no too. That's kapu, which is yep. forbidden. Absolutely. All right. All right, get on island time, especially if you're coming from the East Coast. Forget about rushing around when you're in Hawaii. Locals take their time. It is true island mm. time here. Whether it's driving on the roads or waiting for your meal to be prepared in a restaurant, just relax breathe don't get worked up if things are a little slower than you're used to i think the most important thing you have to have if you're being a solo traveler and you're vacationing maybe possibly for the first time to hawaii is you need to have a lot of patience yeah that's something that people have plenty of here yes uh although as the traffic has gotten worse we have been noticing locals (laughs) not putting up with that bullshit and they've starting to lose their patience they literally if there's traffic they'll just turn around and go back the way they came (laughs) It's b- bizarre to me, like, it's like, where are you going? Because uh, there's only so many ways around the islands. But, um, yeah, you j- just have plenty of patience. Don't rush. The local people get highly stressed out when they see this anxiety coming from you. Mm-hmm. They hate that. I don't like it myself. Yeah. So I've just learned, you know, from coming from, a, you know, an area in New England that's rush, rush, rush. You know, where you were from, it's rush, 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 too. Fast pace of life. Yeah, you learn from being here many years that rushing is not something you do here. It's very stressful, and it causes a lot of anxiety. And don't put that out on the local people because they can't stand it, and they can feel those vibes easily. So just chill, and we call it chillax, (laughs) and just have patience while you're in Hawaii. 
Okay, next up, time your visit. So obviously Hawaii is a huge tourist destination, but if you're looking to avoid the crowds, maybe consider coming outside of major holidays or winter and summer breaks when kids are out of school. But also keep in mind that the rainy season is November to March-ish, and that could impact what activities you might plan when you're coming. So just something to keep in mind. That's all true. We've talked about that before, yeah. about the times of years. Yeah, it's the time of year. You know, you, I, I think like the best time to come out here is like from September to November. It's a beautiful time. That's yeah. when my parents like to come. Yeah, the yeah. weather's the nicest. It's calm in uh, August and September, and then October and November, it starts to cool down. We haven't begun to get the rainy season yet, and it's cheaper to come around that time. And it's just around it, right before the holidays, because once the holidays gets here, people start blasting this place. Right and It gets now. very busy, very expensive. <laughs> the rain starts coming in, but then the wheels come in, the big surf comes in, the rainbows are everywhere. There's a plus side to There's winter. A plus side. There's a plus side, too. But you have to know that there may be a lot of rain. Right, yeah. exactly. Okay, so going back to more tips relevant to solo travelers in Hawaii, um, talk to your hotel concierge for safety tips about the area where you're staying. Find out information such as, is it safe to walk at night? Do I need to worry about ocean currents? Yes, obviously yes. you do. And what to know about the local hiking trails. They can help you. Yes, and more, more than likely, if you're a solo traveler and you're staying at a place like that, you can befriend some of the people at the concierge that maybe on a day off, they'll take you out for the day. Yeah, maybe. You just don't know. Do that and then just trust in them. Yep. Because they, they're cool people. Absolutely. Yeah. So the next one we have mentioned a million times, but it's worth one final mention. Do your research. Find out what hiking trails are treacherous, what beaches are unsafe, what kind of weather you should be prepared for. The more you know, the better you can plan. Yes. Like you just don't hang you know hang out and show up at china walls and thinks everything's cool make sure you know the conditions for the day over there yeah or spitting caves or there's a bunch of locations on each island you know that you need to be careful of you hear about it everybody wants to go there it's on yelp it's on TripAdvisor. yada yada and, and you know they just talk about how wonderful it is but they don't talk about the conditions there learn the conditions of unsafe locations because at times they can be safe yeah if you know the rules there Oh my gosh, a huge one with tourists and <laughs> accidents, the Makaputu tide pools. All the oh time. my gosh. Yeah. All the time. Okay, so lock up your valuables if you're leaving them at your hotel and don't travel with a lot of money. Um, just, you know, the petty theft is huge here. So you just want to be careful. You don't want to be leaving anything in a rental car. You don't want to be leaving anything on the beach while you're swimming. Mm -hmm. No wallets in plain sight. Just be careful. And again, have backup copies of important information or bank cards. Yeah. One of the things that I do if I am going out snorkeling for the day or anything like that, or I'm going to be in the water all day, I usually get like a couple of Ziploc bags, pack any of my valuables in the Ziploc put it under the sand under my towel that's on the beach usually people won't look for that kind of stuff yeah just remember it's there there well that's a hard part but if your towel were to blow away with a big gust of wind well still you're gonna have i know well, if that happens then what happens to that package <laughs> no. you're like where the fuck did i put that <laughs> so you might want to put sand on your towel and maybe have a little i don't know because if you do have a backpack and you're snorkeling for the day 
there's a 50-50 that backpack's going to be gone. Well, so that's so the you got to be careful. It's one of the hardest things about traveling solo is protecting your stuff because you need to take some stuff with you, you obviously, to leave the hotel or wherever you're you staying, do. but you don't want to leave it on the beach unattended. So it is tricky. They do. Amazon sells all these waterproof, like, hip Take it in the water with you. Yeah, dry bag dry bags yeah just find something that works for you or shit i was a ziploc bag i just put cash and your uh cash and your id and your a credit phone. card the phone is a different thing like on occasion i'll just leave my phone at home and so, not deal with that bullshit i don't know if i would do that as a solo traveler in a new spot right right now that's tough yeah. so you want to get it i mean you've had you've you haven't had such good stuff with the life proof case though right on the phone have you had good and uh, bad with it no it was great at first and then it just kind of disintegrated <laughs> okay so if you're gonna get if you're gonna come out here and you're gonna do that kind of travel buy a brand new yeah you know life proof case for your vacation so you can carry your phone on you yeah or they yeah. sell like these hip bags that um are totally waterproof yeah, you just you have to pay a little money for them yeah all right okay um, join group tours or take a class like surfing lessons or something to make travel companions along the way. And aside from building friendships, you may decide to travel to other destinations together. You yeah, know. exactly. Good um, idea. And although it might involve stepping out of your comfort zone, make new friends in Hawaii, um, just have people to hang out and explore with together. So there are a lot of ways we've already talked about how to do this, but yeah. if you are staying at an all-inclusive resort, that's a really easy way to safely meet a lot of people. Yeah. There's a lot of entertainment activities going on, so you can mingle safely with them. We already talked about other ways, yeah. too. And, and so. when she's talking about all-inclusive, you know, there's not actually any, oh. honestly, all-inclusive. Like, Sorry. you can't... Well, no, I get it, but I mean, there's some there's some resorts that will do, you know, activities and all these things. Like but the Caribbean. Yeah, like yeah, the Caribbean. Yeah. But but here in Hawaii, there's not any real all-inclusive. Like, they're not going to take care of your dinner. They're not going to do right, all these right, things. Right. So if you guys are planning on doing that as solo travel, you're not going to find I that. I think I was just meaning, like, resorts that have activities. Yeah. yeah, like, there are resorts that have activities, and it'll usually be groups of people. So, yes, go with them yeah. on those types of things. Yeah. And... You know, it is always better to hike with someone. If you come to Hawaii with the intent of hiking, because the hiking here is incredible, so we do recommend it. Just, and you're a solo traveler, just find somebody to hike with. Um, even if you're super fit and you're only hiking an easy trail and you know, it, you just never know when you might injure yourself or get robbed or get lost or come across a wild boar. True. <laughs> I've, I've all experienced happen. all these things except the rob being robbed, but I know friends who have been robbed on IA loop. Yeah. You said that to me before. Yeah, and the so. weather, if you're doing, especially a waterfall hike, the weather can dramatically turn really quickly. Um, you have to be super flash careful. flooding flash floods yeah. land uh, land and rock collapses on the trail so if it was to happen while you're on trail you might not be able to go forward or you might not be able to find your way back you know you have to get around this huge collapse so you need to be very very safe so use those tips that we already talked about to meet people and just find some people to hike with please don't do it alone so uh so although amanda and i agree with her a hundred percent when it comes to trails that are well known here in Hawaii, especially let's say for Oahu, what you call it, Diamond Head? 
Mm-hmm. If you have a reservation oh, that's there, fine. Yeah. that type of hike is okay because a lot of people are on it. Yes. Uh, Makapu'u, Makapu'u. Makapu'u Lighthouse Trail would be another hike that you do because there's plenty of people on it. Or Mo- um, Manoa, Manoa Falls. Falls. Yes. I don't know. I was losing it there. <laughs> uh, Manoa Falls is a great trail to a waterfall that you would do. Uh, you could do solo too because there's so many people on the trail. There's not a lot, a lot, lot after that. You know, maybe um, Lanikai pillboxes. You could do that by yourself too because there's a lot of people on that trail. I don't even know. But if that's I would limiting it. it. Yeah, that's limiting. I would say to those four trails, you could do solo. Honestly, if you did those four trails solo, which if you're only here for seven days, that's probably all you need to do. Yeah. Although there's a million more beautiful trails, but you could get away with doing those solo. That is true. Yes, yeah. I was thinking more um, like jungly. Yeah, if you're trails, doing any, yeah. yeah, if you're doing anything more advanced, things that are not state-run trails, mm-hmm. then I I wouldn't recommend at all going solo because I've I've experienced going solo before and I've gotten myself in trouble when I first moved here. You don't want to be me. Another um, another option, especially if you're on the outer islands like Hawaii, is they have hiking guides you can hire to take you out for yes, the day because yes. Hawaii has some gnarly hikes that are amazing. You do not want to do yeah, alone. So you can always go to Meetup and you can see if there's anyone who's willing to take you out on a hike for the day that has experience, that knows the trail really well and pay them for the day to take you out. Mm-hmm. And that'll keep you safe, and then you know you'll feel confident in that. But if you are not the type of person you want to experience something solo, those four hikes that we mentioned, at least on Oahu, yeah, on Oahu, uh, you could do by yourself. Out of those four, the Lonnie Kai pillboxes would be the least one to do solo, and that's only because you could get hurt if you don't know the trail exactly. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're not a hiker, I've actually seen some tourists who are a little afraid of it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But um, if you are a hiker and you either run or exercise or you do hike back home, then those full trails you should be able to do solo. Because the foot traffic is so great. Yeah. There's yeah. always people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then last up, be aware of local laws and rules. For example, no touching monk seals or sea turtles we call who knew yeah things like that just learn about the animal life here hopefully you know the the, the um not all the airlines sh- airlines yeah. show the videos some do like hawaiian airlines will show all the videos on what to do what not to do i wish all the um airlines would do that i think i heard united is now i hope so because we still see a lot of people here coming here and doing things they shouldn't be doing yeah. uh getting themselves in trouble with the with the with the wildlife here so yeah i mean just learn about the wildlife the, from the wild boars the mongoose the wild chickens everything yep. the cats too just don't walk up to a wild cat and go petting it if it cuts you you could have a serious problem that's true so just be careful with that all right, so that's going to end this podcast. Yay. That was a good one. That's long. All right, so thank you again to all the patrons that continue to support the show. If not for you guys, this podcast wouldn't be possible. Uh, we did want to discuss something about the podcast with everyone. The average podcast length today, uh, you know, we were doing some research, is about 23 minutes to 33 minutes. Uh, there's some that go longer, like Joe Rogan and a few others, but. Very few podcasts tick in at one to three hours like we do an episode. Yeah, that's what we do here at the Aloha <laughs> Life. Yeah. Uh, for 2023 and beyond, the podcast is going to need to take a different approach as we uh, move forward uh, to continue to sustain uh, the podcast financially. Because a large portion of our listeners um, only listen to the free podcasts we provide, uh, we have decided to keep the free podcast to 30 minutes or so. 
while we'll continue to provide one to three hour podcasts to our dedicated supporters at Patreon. This should also ensure that we get podcasts out every week as well because, see, people don't think we, you know, maybe we'll do three podcasts, maybe four, but not always four. Yeah. But our podcasts are one to three hours. It's so if you think about it, you're getting, if you break that up into 30 minutes, you're getting like eight podcasts a month. Yeah, you're really getting a lot, even if they don't come out every week. It's because we do such uh, do a lot you're of work. You're not kidding. We it's do a, a lot of work. a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah, so we just wanted to be clear on this as we move forward that the free podcasts from now on are only going to be 30 minutes. They're free podcasts, and we just want to dedicate more time to our patrons that are actually supporting us yeah. and keeping this podcast going because if we don't continue to get uh, patrons... There's not going to be any free podcasts either. <laughs> True. You hear what I'm saying? Yep. Okay, so lastly, our Aloha Life Shoots shirts list has been put together, and we'll be releasing the full list on the uh, Facebook patron page uh, only. Please look over the list, everyone, uh, to all our patrons to ensure we don't forget anyone and what they ordered. And if we did, please comment on the post. Many of you posted an email on Patreon, on Facebook, uh, some paid extra uh, for more shirts on Venmo. And it's been really confusing putting the entire list together. So we just want to make sure we get the list right. And we do recognize that not everybody is Facebook. But the majority of our patrons do. Yes. Because, yes. I mean, and that's why some people have emailed. Yeah. And some people have actually, you know, uh, talked to us directly on Patreon. We've read all the emails. We're going to put them all together and put the list together and we'll release it soon. Yes. Uh, just want to note, we are having a huge issue with finding a printer locally to print these shirts for us, as uh, many printers here are no longer printing small batches of shirts. This is exactly what happened to our printer. So we're having this issue. The last thing we want to do is um, go outside Hawaii to print, as you know, we, we support local business. We don't want to go outside Hawaii. But I'm becoming really frustrated and angry at the situation here in Hawaii. So we're just going to have to keep everybody posted. So that's been our delay. <laughs> that's been our delay. It's finding a printer to print these shirts. Um, we want to keep it local, but if we can't, we may have to go outside Hawaii. And we honestly don't want to do that. We pay more here, but why somebody won't print 30, 40, 50, 60 shirts, I, I, uh, 70, 80? I don't. I don't know. It's like they need to have hundreds. You know, they they, they if it's over if it's not over two thousand dollars in printing, they don't want to do it. I guess the world has just changed since COVID. Yeah. I guess companies have just changed. I feel this like, is the way it's going to be. I feel it really has changed a Everything's lot. Everything's changed. Literally, I get this feeling like people don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. Even if it's business, it's, it's business is business. I would take that type of business. But, anyways, that's the problem, guys. We're working on it. We wanted to get the shirts out to you by the holidays. We're going to do our best effort to try to get that done, but it's going to be tough. Yeah, and if not, it'll Oof. have to be soon after for the new year or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but that's the best we can do. Yeah. But we're working on it every day. At least we'll get that list out together, get the final list. And then once we get the final list, we'll have the number of shirts. And then we'll bring that to the printer and see if they'll do it or not. Yes. All right, everyone. We're going to end the podcast with. Jordan T. Forbidden Fruit. And wait, one more thing. Yeah, what do we got going? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh my God. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. We're ready for that. We're we got ready. a 20 pound butterball turkey. And you got your, uh, what is that thing? I got a vegan <laughs> loaf. I don't even know. It's vegan mushroom loaf. But it's, it's actually really it's good. Stuffing. It's got stuffing yeah. and cranberries in it and everything. And, oh, let's talk about one more thing before we go. This is unexpected, but I'm really excited to talk about it. Okay. We saw what last night? 
Oh, the new cr a Christmas story. A Christmas story Christmas. Yeah, the new one. Oh my God, it was I was I was just taken back. I was. If you guys love the first Top Gun, and then you watch Top Gun Maverick, the way they did justice in Top Gun Maverick is the way they did it for, for the this. Christmas story. It's true. To a Christmas story Christmas. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. It was really good. I it was just brought back so much emotion and. Uh. Yeah, those times we were crying. <laughs> it was really emotional to go back and just see how the lives have changed. Almost everybody. Almost everybody from the original is in it. Only, I believe, one person. We won't talk about it and give yeah. any details, but it's a very emotional part of the uh, show uh, of the movie. But my God, guys, it's on HBO Max. You have to watch it. You have to download it. It's a great addition. Watch the first one, and then right after you watch the first one again, watch the second one. So good. You know, we'll probably watch it again. Yeah, we we'll should. Probably wa we'll watch them both in a row. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it. All right. It's going to wrap it up. Ready? Ready. Shoot. Shoot. All right. See you guys in December. Aloha. Aloha.
when we speak of Allah, it's all the above. But all the good, yeah? So that is a right way range. Aloha. Whether it's Pono, Mikai, still the same. I don't care how you look at it, it's still Aloha. Be Pono, be righteous. Around. 